Good day, everyone, and welcome to Be Encouraged. My name is Desiree, and I hope you guys are having a fantastic Sunday. Today, I want to talk to you about your faith, unshakable knowing. You know, we live in a world where everything is shakable. The economy is shakable. Fortune companies are shakable. Circumstances are shakable. And our world is shakable. But one thing is unshakable, and that is the word of God. So in Hebrews 12, 27 through 29, it tells us the only thing that is not shakable, and that is the kingdom of God. Because we serve a godly fearing for our God is a consuming fire. Now, for the sake of time, I'm not going to read Hebrews 12, 27 through 29, but please go back in your time and read that. Because it tells us that that's the only thing that is not shakable. And that is the kingdom of God, which is your relationship with God and your faith. You and I are going to face many things in this world. As long as we have breath in our lungs, we're going to have hardship, disappointments, failures, challenges. We're going to have all those things. But we cannot allow our faith to become shakable. We have to have unshakable faith. And what I mean by that is, yes, when problems come your way, of course, we're human. It's going to throw us off our feet. We're going to say, oh my God, how did this happen? Why did this happen? Where is God? Of course, we're going to say that. But see, just because you say that, you are not saying that you have given up on your faith. That's the human part of who we are. And God knows that you and I are not perfect. So because he knows that you and I are not perfect and we have not been glorified yet, we are still going to allow our emotions come to surface. Life itself will always try to shake us. But we must understand that when we have a strong foundation, it cannot be shaken. We may struggle. We may go through all those challenges and difficulties, but our solid foundation is in Christ Jesus. Because when our foundation is in Christ Jesus, our faith becomes unshakable, which means it cannot be shaken. When we find ourselves shifted with, the, with life and itself and in these issues and things like that, of course, there are moments where we are going to be weak and we're going to need that strength. And that's when we rely on Christ, thou solid rock, not ourselves, because we don't have that. Christ is our solid rock. He will strengthen us and he will go before us and he will be there in every situation. You know, back here and I will say just before 23 came in, you know, I had to go get a mammogram. And I always get mammograms because my mom had breast cancer. And praise God, she is a breast cancer survivor. So me and my sisters, we always have to go get our mammograms on a yearly basis. And all these years, I've been having mammograms since I was the age of 18. I've never had an issue. But the last couple of years, I've noticed that they are saying, well, now, Desiree, you're going to have to have a ultrasound on top of your mammogram. And I was like, okay, I did that for maybe three years. Everything was fine. But in the year of 2022, I went to the doctor and they did the 
3D mammogram because now I've always asked for the 3D mammogram. Now they make it available to everyone because back then, a couple years ago, your insurance did not pay for the 3D mammogram. So now every woman is able to get the 3D mammogram and their insurance is paying for it. So I went and I had my mammogram and the, after I had it done, the lady was like, okay, I uh, just need you to sit here and let's wait till the technician reads your results and we'll move from there. So I was like, okay. So I was like, no worries because I know exactly what's going to happen. They go say, oh, Miss Desiree, you need to go ahead and have an ultrasound. Well, unfortunately, it didn't work that way because I go in and I'm sitting there and this technician comes in and with the nurse and he says, uh, Miss Desiree, how are you? And I was like, I'm doing fine. How is my results? And he said, we need to talk about your results. And I'm like, talk about my results. What about my results? He said, I think we need to do a biopsy. And I was like, so right then and there, I came, it was like, I couldn't even speak anymore. I was like, do 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 a, do a what? He was like, yes, we need to do a biopsy because we there's some issues that we see that's on your left breast, okay? And um, we need we, we can't determine what that is even through the 3D mammogram that you have. So I was like, okay. So he said, the sooner the better. I'm like, the sooner the better. So now you scare me. So I'm like, okay. So I he said because uh, look at it this way. I'd rather be safe than sorry. I said you and I both okay, give me a doctor and this is where we're going. So he's like, okay, um, let me step out. Um, the nurse is going to come back and give you the information of the doctor that you go see. So they sent me, the nurse come back in, make a long story short. She gave me the paperwork. Um, I get home and I tell my husband about it. And immediately we start praying. He called the church, the church started praying. And I was like, you know what? I'm believing God for the best. You know, this mammogram is just a precaution. That's all it is. That's why I was telling myself. This mammogram is just a precaution. So I go in and I go home, make the appointment, and I have the mammogram set, the biopsy set up. I go in that next following week. I didn't think they would have it that fast, but I go in that next following week, go and do the biopsy. So I'm just thinking one biopsy. So my husband's sitting there with me and the nurse like, no, we have to do the biopsy in three different places. And I was like, three different places. She was like, yeah, so... My husband's like, can I go in with her? And she was like, well, because of COVID, we got to keep the place sterilized. So you're going to have to sit out here while she's in there. And I'm telling you, biopsies, they hurt. The first one hurts because they got to numb you. But once you get numbed, it doesn't hurt. So the first time they numb and you have to stay still on this thing that you lay on this table, they put your breast in this cup and you have to stay still. But I had a good nurse that was there because, you know, she rubbed my back and she talked to me to keep my mind off of things. And then the doctor said, now the machine will put the needle, insert the needle in there and pull the tissue out and try not to move. How you tell someone try not to move? Because as soon as you hear it, it's like, boom, you're going to move, right? And so anyway, I did my best. And she was like, you did good. You didn't move. And so it numbed it. But oh, my God, you could just, the needle just kept going in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. And it just hurt. And as she was rubbing my back and talking to me, we was talking about my grandkids. That kept my mind off of We talked about my grandkids. And then when we got done, she was like, okay, now let's go for the second one. Give their time for the doctor to look at that. And by the time I did the second one, by the time they got to the second area, to do it I, I was a pro I was just sitting there on that table while they was preparing for the second I was in there singing God's grace and <laughs> that's always my thing anytime I am always in pain I always start singing praise
praise and worship because that soothes me. And so we go through that process. And then she was like, oh, Miss Desiree, you are doing so good. We did the second one. You're done. And I was like, okay, so we're going to do the third one. She's like, no, I don't think we're going to do the third one because we got enough. And I was like, okay, this is great. So I get up and she was like, oh, my God, but you're bleeding a lot. And I was like, she's like, are you on a blood thinner? I'm like, ah, I sure do. I took an aspirin every day. So she was like, okay, so we got to get this blood to stop. So we, I laid there a little longer. Well, needless to say, of course, the breast got bruised. And so she was like, and after the first 24 hours, there's no lifting for you and keep a cold compress on it, 30 minutes on, 30 minutes off, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, so when does the results come back? She's like, well, the results take about, what did she say, about 48, about a week. She said about a week. Well, I'm on needles and pins for a week just to wait for these results to come back. But I was like, that's okay. God got this. I have nothing to do about this. God got this. I trust God. He got this in his hand. You know, I still have my faith. Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned because I know my mom had breast cancer. I don't want breast cancer. You know, of course I'm concerned. A little nervous, a little anxious, but I still maintain my faith. My faith was not shaken. It was still intact. So she called me and she said, we got an appointment for you to come into the office, blah, blah, blah. I came into the office and the results came back. She was like, Mrs. Ms. Desiree, I just want to let you know that your results are perfect. And I was like, but why did I have to go through the, through the biopsy? She said, because some women have density in their breasts and why men, women have density. And she even showed me the diagram on her on the screen of my left breast. She said, some women have a lot of density and see this area right here where it's white. She said, this is where your density was. So it was hard for the machine to even take a real good picture view of that breast. So we needed to know what was there. So she says, so it's no cancer whatsoever. She said, but in the next six months from today, we'll follow up with another mammogram. Then, um, and by and see and here's the thing when you get the biopsy they put these markers inside you so women who've already had that you know what these markers are these these little teeny tiny chips that they put there so I have two of them in my left breast and she said and so we will keep an eye on that so when you get an MRI if you want to do the MRI then that means you get another biopsy and I was like hold on let's just do the six-month routine of the follow-up of doing the ultrasound and the mammogram and let's hold off on the MRI because see what she said when you get a biopsy and you have that chip in there sometimes you have to get an MRI but she said we'll cross that bridge just do one at a time I said yes let's do one at a time I'll follow up we do the mammogram we'll follow up we'll do the ultrasound if need be and we'll talk about the MRI at another date but let's do one at a time in six months but she said other than that you're fine you don't have it um you don't have any cancer so we rule that out but we also want to let you know when you see density you don't have a lot she said most women have a whole area full and she said you don't have that much white space that's there so it's not a lot of density there but I trust her and the reason why I trust her is because she's a breast surgeon so she she looked at a lot of women with that had breast cancer a lot of women who have uh density density breasts and so I, I thank God that I actually went and got it done because had I not have gotten it done I could have went years and just I really don't think I would have went years because I have to get it done every year anyway because of my mom's my mom having breast cancer. So me and my sisters and now even my daughter, she goes every year to get hers checked. And so what I'm saying is this, God is still good. Even though I was a little anxious and concerned and I wasn't and I 
I didn't like just throw my faith out the door. No, God expects us to feel, you know, our emotions going to come to play. He understands that we might feel upset and worried and concerned because I was concerned because I was like, oh my God, I do not want breast cancer of all things. But you know what? God is good. Our faith, that's what I'm talking about. That's what Hebrews is talking about to us today in the scripture. Hebrews 12, 27 through 29, that our faith is our foundation in Christ Jesus. And God gives us grace and God's reverence. And our God is a consuming fire. He is going to be there when everything else in this world is unshakable. And when everything else in this world is shakable, excuse me, when I'm, I meant to say when everything in this world is shakable, like our finances, our careers, our family, even our families are shakable. You may not realize that, but your family is shakable. You are shakable. As an individual, we are shakable. But our faith is not an individual. Our faith is spirit. And because our faith is spirit, it is not shakable. It's not movable. It doesn't move. It stands still. And that is how God wants our faith to be. It stands still. Nothing can move our faith in God. No matter what the enemy try to throw it my way and try to get me to think, oh, you could have breast cancer. You know, what are you going to do if you have it? I tried not to go there. Even though he wanted me to go there, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to think on that. Why am I going to open up a can of worms when we haven't even gotten that part yet? She is just doing a biopsy, and this is just a precaution. With everything else, no, I'm not going to let the devil talk me in that. I'm not going in down the conversation with the devil. So I told the devil, no. So I hope and pray by me sharing my story with you that you can see that every day of your life, no matter what comes your way, the only thing you have is your faith. Rain, snow, sleet, all of that will come. Problems, mountains, valleys, deserts, all of those storms, they're going to come. But there's only one thing that remains. And that is the word of God. God does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Well, guys, my time is up. I do hope and pray that you enjoyed this podcast, and I will see you next time here on Be Encouraged. Bye.